What's up, guys? This beat today, the opening beat to the to the podcast, was brought to us by Shelby Heredia, a um, longtime supporter of mine. And I didn't even know she made beats. This beat is called Orbit, made by Shelby, and I will put the link to this below. Enjoy. Timed it. <laughs> if you guys heard that, time my Europa mate cry. I have to be in orbit. So there it is. Uh, nice to be in orbit, and man, what a talented beat. Uh, that's that's serious. I didn't even know Shelby did that. I'll put the link to that beat below. Uh, thank you, Shelby, for allowing us to use that. And guys, if you guys make beats or anything like that, send them to me. I'll use them. Uh, I love featuring stuff that is, again, that that's talent right there. That's a sick, sick beat. So Shelby, thank you so much. Um, as promised, I told everyone on the Instagram channel that I'm going to open this up today. Uh, I'm going to open it up by showing you guys a practice right this is a practice that i use there's no name to it there's no scientific whatever to it it's a practice that i use um, and it's a practice that i had to use the other day because i woke up in a lot of emotional pain right i don't know why i must have been a dream i was having or whatever but i woke up feeling like my whole world had just been ripped away from me i had like a that gut feeling in my stomach, my heart was like literally like almost queasy. I, I was anxious. I was sweating. I, I literally felt like I had found out that either I was going away to prison for the rest of my life or my entire family had just been murdered. I, I woke up in an intense feeling of pain. Okay. So, and I had put on the post that I did about it, how I felt that. And then about 30 seconds later, I was in the most peace, the most peaceful place emotionally, mentally that I could be, right? Period. Whether I had just gone through that or not, it's, I was in a completely calm, meditative state of acceptance and again, calm. So here's, here's what we do. Here's what I do. And you guys can follow along. You can, you may listen to this and go, Cam, that's never going to work. But if you guys follow along with me and actually participate in this while you're listening, um, some of you guys will be watching on the YouTube. Um, but even if you're just listening, it, it doesn't, it doesn't take anything away to see it. So first thing for me, my, you know, my eyes were closed. My eyes are usually closed when, when I do things like this. And so first things first. You have to draw from your subconscious. You have to draw from whatever your subconscious pulled out 
what I think was during a dream. So we dream usually about what's hiding in our subconscious. You have to be able to draw that out. So think about the thing, the moment in time, the event, the person, the situation that hurt you the most that you can truly remember clear as day and don't give up. Don't quit. I know it hurts. Don't don't walk away from this. Give it a chance, right? Think of that thing, that person, that place, that time, that event that damaged you the most. The thing that maybe you try not to think about, you try to avoid, you try to move on from. Think about that thing right now. You've got it. It's there. You know what it is. Most of us, it comes very, very quickly. We're there. The worst time of our life, the worst, maybe it was a a span of time, maybe it was a singular point in time, maybe it was an event, maybe it's a person, maybe thinking about a person or thinking about a specific place, uh, a specific year, a specific month, a holiday, whatever it is, pinpoint that now, whatever it is that hurts you the most, you found it, right now, I want you to just accept the fact that that happened. That's it. Right now, all you're doing, I accept that that point in time happened. There's nothing I can do to change the fact that it happened. I'm acknowledging that it happened. And now, just take a breath in that. I know right now, if you're doing this along with me, You've got an energy, you've got a a feeling, you have an actual physical feeling. If you're doing it and being honest with it, you have a, almost feels like a little energy ball sitting in your stomach and, or, you know, it could, could present itself other places. Sometimes it prevents it presents itself in the lower part of your, your um, trachea or your esophagus. Sometimes it presents itself for people in their hands. Uh, Their hands begin to tingle. Their feet begin to tingle. So right now you've got it. We've come to a place of not that we're happy about it, not that anything like that, but we've acknowledged that time. We're in acceptance that it happened. And right now, while that energy It's probably dissolved a little bit because I've been talking and I've taken you out of the moment. I want you to now think about it again, refresh it, refresh that moment, and live in it. Let that energy ball come back. Let it fester. Sometimes it's uncomfortable. It can can almost feel like anxiety building up. Sometimes it can bring a tear to your eye. Sometimes it can cause you to sweat. Everybody, it's different. I want you to feel that. Take a deep breath in. Blow it back out. And here we are. Here we are on Sunday, January 13th. My time, it's 2.07 Central Standard Time. And you have made it however many days since that event, since that time, since that whatever. You're here you're alive. And now we're going to take a minute to be grateful. I've come to accept the time in my life that hurt me so badly. I've come to accept the feelings that sometimes that brings up that energy ball of we don't really know what sometimes it changes, sometimes it's anger, sometimes it's anxiety. We're gonna we're gonna accept that we're not gonna fight it. We're not gonna anything. We're gonna accept that it's there. And now we're going to take a moment to be grateful. I am grateful that I'm here with you guys um, on this podcast, Sunday, January 13th um, at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I have my health. Um, I'm, I'm grateful for that time. Without that time, uh, I would not have learned the life lessons that I would have had to have learned to even start this show. Um, I wouldn't have learned the the lessons in life that have brought me to help as many people as I've been able to help through this show. And I would have never had the great things in my life had I not survived that moment. Without that moment, I wouldn't be who I was. I'm not saying that if I didn't have the power, that I would not have made that moment or your moments in your life 
easier for you. I wouldn't have taken them away if I could because I, I always want to stop anyone's hurt. Um, and there are things that people struggle with that are immensely emotionally scarring and painful. But I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful that you're here. Um, I'm grateful that you're listening. I'm, I'm grateful that you chose to keep fighting. There's, there's always the option um, when we think about our tough times that some of us, we thought about cashing out. Tossing in the towel, saying, this is too big for me. I can't walk around with this. I won't survive. This feeling is too much for me to handle. I'm grateful that you're here. I'm grateful that you made it. I'm grateful that you decided to fight. And I'm grateful for the person that you are that that made it through that and is continuing to make it through it every day. You are stronger than you know. And you have people that are really, really rooting for you. Um, and that's, guys, that's the practice that I go through. When the worst times of my life come to be, um, that's what I have to do. And sometimes, you know, I've been doing it for years. It's nothing, it's nothing eccentric. It's not a, you know, it's not something that I would write down and sell to people as a, as a self-help practice or coach or whatever, but it, it's a practice that I've found works for me. Every single time I get that ball of energy after being hurt strongly emotionally. Guys, I, I love big and I hurt big. That's just who I am as a person. Uh, when, I, when I feel, I feel big. So every time... What keeps me in a healthy headspace is I have to, I have to allow myself. Sometimes I have to speed it up. It starts by acknowledging this is what I'm. This is what's causing it. This is what triggered that feeling in me. Excuse me. This is what triggered that feeling in me. Okay, I accept it. It's there, right now. I'm in a place of acceptance. That energy ball, I can feel it. Usually for me, it's in my stomach. I, I feel that sense of uncomfort and fear and worry and anxiety and regret. All of that makes up that energy ball. I accept it. And now I choose to be grateful for who I am today, where I am today, the things I have. And I'm now grateful for that time. As terrible and awful and miserable as it was, I'm grateful for that time because it made me who I am today. And I wouldn't be who I am or have the mindset that I have without that time. I would be a very different person if that time would not have happened. As terrible as it was, that made me who I am today. Did I deserve it? No. Did anyone else involved deserve it? No. Does, does anything warrant something along whatever your event is happening to a human being? No, but it's a part of your story. It's a part of your life. It's made you who you are today. And let me tell you what, who you are listening to this show is a fucking badass. You are a fucking badass. And I don't say that to just anybody. If you're listening to this show, you know what it is. You know that we're going to get deep. You know that we're going to talk about life's struggles and life's whatever. We're going to lighten it up too and we're going to have fun. But you came here willing and able and ready to invest in your mental health. That's why you, most people come here. I'm not super funny. Most people don't come here for the humor. Most people probably don't like the sports talk that I do. Um, but, you know, we're going to do that. But you guys came ready. Ready to be better. Um, and for that alone, you're a fucking badass. And if you've made it this far, you've already made it, what, 12 minutes in or wherever we're at. Um, I'm, I'm recording on a different channel, so I don't actually have the... Uh, the time that we've been rolling, but you've made it this far and you didn't turn it off when things got hard. And for that, 
you're a fucking badass. And I want to welcome you to this episode of the Road to Redemption podcast. As always, it's your boy Cam. We're here. We're in the motherfucking house. What's happening? Um, I hope you guys, if, again, if that works for you and if you gained anything from that, um, I, you know, that's what I do. Again, sometimes I have to get up and I have to get ready for work and I don't, you know, I don't have 15 minutes to sit, close my eyes. Sometimes I have to go through that process in 30 seconds. Sometimes I have to go through that process in a minute, you know, depending on what, what life is presenting me when my emotions happen dictates how long I get. Um, and, but still the, the key to it all is ending it with a state of gratitude for being now. I'm not grateful for what's to come. I'm not nothing. I'm grateful for now. I'm grateful for the breath that I'm breathing. I'm grateful for seeing the light, feeling the trees, seeing my family, having the family I have. I'm grateful for that. That's where you always have to end it. And when you come to a place, and I've said this before, but when you come to a place that you are genuinely grateful for seeing the sky and hearing the birds and like you guys probably just heard it. I heard my daughter cry in the middle of that um, exercise. Guys, you're, it's not, this isn't, you know, trans, whatever, what's it called? Transcendental meditation. It's not that where you're finding a, a place of Zen. You're, you may have to do this sitting in your office with people talking and stuff. I heard my daughter cry and I was even more grateful because without that time in my life, without those exact seconds of miserable time that I went through, my daughter wouldn't be here. So, um, yeah, I want to thank you guys. And, and the other thing, um, that I think it's important to mention when it comes to all that kind of stuff and, and dealing with the, the terrible times in our lives. Um, one thing that I think a lot of people really, really struggle with, and I struggled with for a long time is, so I had a choice to make. I had, everyone told me for a very long time who I was and what I would be and what my life will probably look like because of who my dad was or where I came from or, or what city I grew up in, what, what degree I had or didn't have. I, I was told a lot of stuff. Well, you know, you come from a place that, you know, um, you didn't have a great relationship with your father. Your mother worked a lot. You bounced around to different houses. People wanted to... It was like they acted like they were doing me a favor by handing me this this victim name tag that I got to wear. Hey, you've you've suffered enough and people told me, right? I didn't have a choice in this. People told me, "You as a child went through things that were traumatic." I didn't get to be the judge of that. I still tell my parents to this day, you know, like I don't feel like my childhood was so traumatic. You know, like, yes, I went between homes and, and my parents were divorced and my parents didn't have a good relationship. And there was a lot of anger and animosity between them. And I, I practically lived with my best friend for most of my childhood. Um, you know, I, I learned now, like we, we got and lost houses when I was younger and stuff like that, you know, like things happened, but people tried more to tell me that it was okay and that I was a I was allowed to be a victim now that I was the victim of these circumstances. So I played to that because I knew that people would feel bad for me and people would do things for me and people I I used it as a tool of manipulation until I was 17, 18 years old and I I used them to mask my character flaws. I was like, yeah, you know, I know I have these issues, but it's because of my dad or it's because, and it's not. So what I want to encourage you guys today is who you are up until the point of 18, 19, 20, 
even 21, you know, the things that happen to you, those aren't, those aren't tokens that you get to put in your pocket and pull out anytime life doesn't go your way or anytime that it comes a place of growth or self-development. You don't get to pull those out and go, well, I'm this way because this happened to me. That doesn't, you can, you absolutely can. That's your right. If that's what, if that's the route you want to take. But I'm telling you, I took that route for a very long time and I have people in my life who are still taking that route. And I'm telling you, it doesn't work because the truth of the matter is nobody really cares. And I know that sounds harsh, but it's true. Nobody really cares. Okay. And I don't say that to be an asshole, but it's the truth. People may feel bad and they may give you sympathy, but do you really want people's sympathy? How, how many of your bills can you pay with sympathy? How much progression can you get in life from sympathy? But caveat, how many of your bills can you pay by acknowledging accepting, finding a place of gratitude, and then working your ass off to make your life better than what it was back over here. You can pay some bills with that. How many lives can you change by beating those odds and setting an example for people who are currently right now dealing with the situation that you've already dealt with, overcame, and are now working through or have worked through. You can change some lives there. Your upbringing, the the negative circumstances that have happened in our lives don't warrant us to live that life forever. We don't it doesn't warrant us to be damaged and broken for our entire lives. When terrible things happen, people will give you X amount of time that they think is acceptable, but then they're going to tell you, hey, it's time to move on. And once it's time to move on to them, you'd better be ready to move on. So the hard part of life is coming to that place first for ourselves and going, I'm moving on. Not because I forgive this person or not because I want to act like this didn't happen. But I'm moving on because I'm not stopping my life at my bad point. I've, I've struggled. Everyone who's been great has struggled and usually struggles hard. Right? But that's not the end of my story. The end of my story comes from persevering and being a bad motherfucker. I'm a bad motherfucker. All the worst days in my life couldn't break me. I'm talking for myself and I'm talking for you. I look physically right now into a camera lens, but I can almost see the eyeballs of some of you. I can feel you here in the studio with me. That's why I love this show. Because I'm talking to real people who I've encountered, who I've, I've spoken with. And they told me their stories and I'm talking directly to you. You are a bad motherfucker. The terrible shit that you've gone through in your life didn't break you. Couldn't break you. You're still here. And now you're listening to this podcast to be better? You're a bad motherfucker. And I want you to know that you're not a victim. You're not whatever. You're a bad motherfucker who set out for greatness. When I say greatness, your life down the line is about to be so much better than what you could even fathom it to be. Hang in here with me. Keep rocking with me. We're going to get there together. But know again, you're a bad motherfucker. And your upbringing does not warrant you to be a victim for the rest of your life. And nobody owes us shit because bad stuff happened to us. We're not entitled to shit because bad stuff happened to us. We're a bad motherfucker who's going to keep it pushing and get better and earn what we get. 
Because we all know that things given to you aren't worth a damn. But when you can walk out and get what you get because you made that money or you put yourself in that opportunity, you got what you got. Nobody gave you that because you went through something. You beat that and then you got it your damn self. That deserves a golf clap. Golf clap for every one of you. Man, I'm proud of every single one of y'all that show up here and uh, and are really dedicated to working on yourself. And I'm going to say it again. I've said it a few times, but man, you're a bad motherfucker. And I appreciate you. Um, and I, Man, I, I feel like that's a big problem with us today in this country. You guys notice, if you guys can't see it on the YouTube video, which I hope you guys are all checking that out, I got a new boom arm. And I'm so excited, I keep adjusting it even though I don't have to. It, it's it's fine where it's at, but I keep playing with it. Um, I just like it. I like being able to move it. Um, yeah, I think for real that's a big part of our problem here in this country is we're allowing people to rest on their bad times. That's what's making the, the younger kids below us or even the adults around our age. I'm, I'll be 27 next month. Um, I know I'm getting old. We're letting people wear their miseries and their sorrows and their struggles as a name tag on their shirt. We used I used to be in this performing arts group where we did uh dances and plays and stuff. And one of the plays we did is they they played the song Bring Me to Life by Evanescence. And it was a it was a Christian related thing. So they had like God over here and they had the the Grim Reaper, the devil over on this side. And I was the character, funny enough, who was drunk, right? I was drinking. And um, so I I would, uh, the, the main character was a girl. She was a young girl. And like, I think she was supposed to be a teenager for the play. And like, I would go up and hand her a beer. So I got her into drinking and I was the drinking temptation. But mine said alcohol. Someone else come in and said like rape. There was another one that said drugs. There was another one that said poverty. There, you know, there was, they said bad shit. And we had it literally across our chest. But we're actually doing that now. We're taking the most fucked up things that, that happened to us and we're, we're allowing ourselves to wear it as, hey, this is, this is who I am. This is my identity. My identity is what happened to me or the struggles that I went through. Now, my show is called My Road to Redemption. I've spent 65 episodes really telling my story. And like I said, now, and I said it on the last podcast, the story's been told. Now it's about let's move us forward. I'm not wearing those titles across my chest anymore. I'm the person who's moving forward and taking people with me down this road. I've turned, I was at a crossroad. I've turned down the street now. And the reason that a lot of people are soft or the snowflakes or whatever people want to call them, I don't, I don't believe in, in doing that kind of shit to people, but it's because we allow people to rest on their misery. We allow people to self-identify and make an identity out of the terrible things that have happened in their life. And coincidentally, that's what happened with the Louis C.K. thing. Not the part where he was like masturbating in front of people. But in the most recent Louis C.K. outrage, uh, people got upset because he was saying, he was like, why should I listen to these kids that were in like Columbine or, and I, I feel terrible. I forget the most recent school shooting. Um, it was a high school, not Sandy Hook. There was another one. Um, he was like, why would I listen to a kid on the internet complain? They're complaining about life because they were in a school shooting. They were in a school that got shot up. And again, now he was very early on in the joke, and this is probably going to be controversial to some. And But I actually told my wife, I said, I kind of agree with what Louis is trying to say. Louis's trying to say, you don't get to now put this backpack on 
of I was in a school shooting and run with that for the rest of your life and turn that into a career and turn that into whatever. Louis, as a comedian, is obviously going to use that as he's trying to find humor in it. And some people are like, well, that, that's not something that should be laughed about or mocked. Okay, you know, everyone has the right to their opinion on that one. But what Louis is really trying to say is that it's just not healthy. It's not, it's not good. Um, you know, you can tell your story. Everyone should tell their story. I think that's why social media is so great is because everyone can tell their story. But if you stop at the part of, okay, this is where I, you know, well, this happened to me, and then you just keep going on that... Well, now you're capitalizing on catastrophe. What are you, when, are you going to bring people out? Are you going to bring people to the other side? Are you going to help people? Or are you just going to capitalize on catastrophe and make your bed and fluff your resume for your entire life because you were in a, a terrible situation? That applies to all of us. That applies to all of us. Um, so again, I, and a lot of comedians have said it, but like, I don't think it's right for people to record comedians while they're working bits out. I don't think that's right. Because again, Louis was trying to get to something. Now, again, whether you think Louis CK is funny or not, I'm not here to debate that. That's personal preference. But as a comedian, and I'm a comedy junkie, I love comedy. Um, I don't think I've seen comedians where they're working bits out and it's awful in the beginning and then it polishes and it's they get what they're trying to say some comedians right on stage they they have an idea they start saying it and i mean guys i have 65 episodes i'm sure i've said shit that people are like cam that was asinine that was completely asinine. And then I kind of work through it and I keep talking and that's what this platform is good for because I don't have a time restriction. I can talk and work the shit out in my head. And then, you know, I used to say it all the time. Oh man, I'm a fucking moron. And I'd be like, what? You know, that's why that doesn't make sense. And I'll, I'll work it out. But luckily I'm on a smaller scale, not like Louie. And no one is recording me for the sole purpose to piss a bunch of people on the internet off. So, I mean, I'm fortunate in that way. Again, this isn't a rally for Louis C.K. or anything, but I'm just saying, like, I, I, I believe that that's what he's trying to get at. Let's not hang our hat on on the misfortunes of, um, of what happened to us, mainly because it's just not a good thing to do. There's, there's more to your life than, than the unfortunate things to happen to you. At least I really hope so. Again, I can't I can't force people to make their lives better. I can't I can't ask you to care about your life and see the greatness that that could be. If you want to hang your hat on on the misery, that's absolutely you're right. Um, but if you're listening to this show, I I really do believe that that's not that's not what you want. That's that you really do want to grow and be better. Okay, um, so we got a listener listener question. Um, this question is from Jessica. Your thoughts on the keto diet. Um, my thoughts on the keto diet is I, I did it for a while. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I want to make a point um, with the keto diet. You know, you're going you're gonna to lower the carbs and you're going to lower the dairy and you're going to up the fats. Personally, I felt great. I didn't have much of a time. I found that I actually work better with lower carbs in my diet and higher fat. I just feel better. Uh, my physique really responded well to it. Um, I, yeah, I enjoyed it. And there's been a lot of studies. It's great for people with um, certain diseases. I know it's great for MS. It's great for diabetes. Um, it, it's great for those kind of things. It's important to always keep your body guessing. Uh, you have to fall into ketosis and then come out of it. So that way your body just doesn't get used to being in ketosis all the time because then it doesn't do anything. You You lose your your benefit um if you don't if you don't cycle it like you're supposed to but at the same time and it's a point that i want to make too is that the same thing goes for any type of eating plan i, I don't like to call them diets 
because that diet word comes with such a stigma around it. But if you take on a, a, a meal plan of any sort, you've got to always switch it up. There are, I, I know people that are hardcore vegetarians and they're like, I don't know why I can't lose weight. It's like, well, you became a vegetarian and ate nothing but breads and pasta. That's why you can't lose weight. So from a health standpoint, if you have a moral objection to eating meat, fine, that's your right. But from a health standpoint, you're not any healthier because you eat more salads than someone who also eats steak and salads. Yes, your circumference or volume of salad is probably higher than mine, but you're also eating a ton of bread and a ton of pasta. That's why you're not losing weight. So if you're doing vegetarian or vegan solely to lose weight, and it's not just based on your moral objection, or even if it is just based on your moral objection, understand you could you could pack on some pounds if you just start pounding breads and pastas. Um, you have to switch things up. Keto, carnivore, paleo, whatever the hell it is, you can do it for a certain amount of time and then come off for a couple weeks. And, you know, you don't have to come off and start eating McDonald's and Domino's and KFC every single day and treat your body like a complete garbage disposal only to go back on six weeks later. But there are, there is a beauty to cheat meals and cheat days. Your body goes, whoa, what is this? You know, this isn't insulin spike, dopamine hit and all this stuff. And then you do that for one meal and then you hit it hard. You hit your diet hard again, or you hit your meal plan hard again. And then your body goes, oh, what the hell was that? What did we just do over here? Wow, I like this. My bo- I feel better with this. This over here, the, the Waffle House that we had on Saturday morning, that shit was wild. It was a lot of fun, but I felt like shit afterwards. Oh, what's this? Broccoli and you know chicken and red meat, healthy red meat, hopefully organic and, uh, you know, uh, lean meat. Okay. I like this. Let's, this shit's fueling me up, but then you throw that shit a curveball and you get the Denny's double stack, the grand slam or whatever they call it. I don't go to Denny's, but, uh, I'm a waffle house kind of guy. And then you really mix shit up and then you come back. That's the point. So I think keto's great. I think carnivore is great. Um, I'm actually looking into, uh, I, I want to get a hardcore plan set and then I'm going to do carnivore for a while. I just can't bring myself to do it when it's like National Carnivore Month or whatever. I'll wait for that to be over, get myself a hardcore um, carnivore plan, and then I'm going to try that for a while. I, I love red meat. I love it. Um, so I think I'll do well with carnivore. I couldn't do um, I couldn't do the uh, – God bless it. I didn't take my alpha brain again before I did this. Um, I think it was the paleo. Um yeah, where it's like you you just eat of the earth. You eat like nuts and seeds and meat and fish and, you know, veggies, but it's it's of the earth. So there was a lot of things that I really enjoyed that were kind of outlawed on the um, – and people are screaming into their phones right now because they're trying to tell me which one I was attempting. I'm pretty sure it was paleo, but like you couldn't have like peanuts, which I thought was weird because peanuts grow – so why you couldn't have a peanut, I didn't really understand. Um, but that one I, I didn't enjoy very much. Uh, only because I'm not going to live a life that I don't enjoy. There And there was enough. I look at every meal plan and go, okay, I'm not doing that. That doesn't make sense. That's a healthy food and you're telling me just because of this meal plan that I can't have it? Nah, get fucked. Um, so again, I, I, to, to answer your question, Jessica, I think keto's great. Just do it the correct way. Um, find someone who's done it and been there successfully and come out and knows about it and has done it for longer than six weeks and ask them, um, kind of what worked for them and go from there. Current events, um, current events, uh, I want to start off by Pollyanna Viana. Pollyanna Viana is a UFC fighter. Uh, a lot of you guys probably saw this. She, someone attempted to mug her. I'm going to take a Gerber mate break real quick. No, I can't get it in my mouth. YouTube's watched me spill Yerba Mate all over myself twice now. Um, Pollyanna Viana was, I think she was in the UK. And some guy came up to her and said, 
um, do you have the time, I guess? And she pulls her phone out and goes, yeah, it's whatever, and tells him the time. And he goes, give me the phone and don't make a scene. I have a, I have a weapon. Paula Viana is a UFC fighter. I'm pretty sure. I think they said she was a bantamweight or something like that. She's a smaller woman. Threw a couple strikes, threw a leg kick, got the guy in a rear naked choke, choked him out, and he says, she sat him down and said, now we're just going to wait for the police to arrive. And tore dude's ass up. Fucked him up. Paula Viana, good on you. Guy that tried to mug her, be better. Uh, that's the breaking news. I'm so glad. I think every I think every person should change, uh, train in jiu-jitsu and know how to defend themselves. But women especially, you should know because uh, guys are fucking assholes. And um, the guys who are super fucking assholes and will try to do something to you because they think they can overpower you, show those motherfuckers who's boss. Just like Pollyanna Viana did. Um, Next up, Jeff Bezos and his wife are getting a divorce. Sad day in the Bezos house. Um, They said that they're still friendly and they just realized after 27 years of marriage, they just wanted to be friends and they wanted to move on. It looks like uh, Jeff Bezos' total net worth is like $137 billion. Uh, They will, from what it looks like, in the state that they live in, being California, um, when you when you divorce after so many years, it's a 50-50 split every other way. Um, f- I've heard some mumblings that they, they've agreed to be f- great friends and they're not going to do the exact 50-50. Um, Jeff Bezos' wife was there from the beginning. She's an author. I think she's successful, but she's not as financially successful obviously is the richest man in the entire world um jeff bezos for those of you that don't know he's the ceo of amazon the richest man in the world 137 b- billion dollars um as his net worth again cut that in half i don't know what 137 billion cut in half is but it's still a couple billion <laughs> I, he's still okay he's still gonna be just fine you cut that in half and maybe now he only has to donate a couple million to a few charities every year for tax reasons. Jeff Bezos is going to be fine. Um, I, I actually like it. I like to see it. These are two people that can live whatever life they want. And they're, they looked at each other from at least the PR letter that they sent out. And it was like, look, man, it's all fucking love. We love each other. We got two great kids. We're great friends. We're still going to be great friends. We just don't want to be contractually obligated to be around each other anymore. So you know what? We're freeing each other. We're going to go do what we want to do. Respect, man. Live your best life. Uh, there is no be better in that one. You guys are already being your best selves, and and uh, kudos to you on that. Uh, next up, the next current event that we have. I am breaking out YouTube, if you can see this. Uh, my face is breaking out pretty good. Starbucks is looking at installing Sharps containers in their bathroom. So, some people are already going to think that I'm using this as a Starbucks. Be better, but I'm not. Starbucks, I'm freaking proud of you, even though your coffee is shit. Um, I'm proud of you, man. People right off the rip are like, well, they're doing this because there's heroin and there's this. There's also diabetes, and there's also people that need to take medications, and it's not just heroin that is shot into someone. I'm on testosterone therapy. I don't know when it would warrant me to ever shoot myself, give myself my medication injection of testosterone and HCG in a Starbucks bathroom, but hey, if it did, I have a place to properly dispose of my needles. I don't have to do something which is illegal and toss it in a trash can, or I don't have to wrap it up and carry it in a, you know, in a napkin until I can get to my sharps container. It's there. It's there. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't see anything wrong with that. And Hey, worst case scenario, you got someone that's shooting up the hair on and they have a sharps container to put it in. So then, and the, the, the whole thing started because Starbucks employees were complaining about potential sticks they are finding needles in the bathroom and stuff and they don't know most people nowadays are going to assume that it was used for heroin 
again, people have diabetes and shit where they use them. And again, if there's no sharps containers around, some people are will be irresponsible and they'll toss them in the trash. It's not right, but it's the way that it's going to be. And I agree. Those employees should not have to worry about cross-contamination when they make, you know, not the just because they make so little money, but they're not in the medical professional field. They, they don't sign up when they work at Starbucks to get stuck by people's fucking needles. And guess what else? Starbucks can afford it. So slap a Sharps container in there. Worst case scenario, dude goes in, shoots up heroin, drops it in the Sharps container, and Starbucks pays a service to come pick up the Sharps container. I see nothing wrong with it. Starbucks, way to go. Proud of you. Is As much as it pains me to say that, um, this one was pretty neat. If you guys haven't seen it yet, I'm going to play it above us. There was the video. Actually, I'm going to pull it up right now. Um, there was a video of freaking, uh, what do you call it, lions. There was a video of lions. Literally, oh, I can't pull it up right now, but we'll get it. Um of lions walking down the street. I don't know where this was. I'll, I'll insert it above me or beside me. Uh, literally walking. These people are filming it. And they're like, they're not on safari. I don't know. This is, They're on a hardball street. I don't know where they were. Did this? And it was like four or five freaking lions that are like walking right around. And you can see the lead lion is like really checking shit out. He's kind of looking like, uh, you know, he's got his sights set on something because they don't break stride at all. They're fully focused. But I would need a new set of drawers. If a fucking lion. And, and guys, I'm trying. The no, no negative self-talk and the you, you speak things and you think things into existence. I'm not that strong. If I see four or five fucking lions walking at me i'm going i have the worst luck in the world this lion is going to decide that something about me just smells right and he's going to try to get into my car and this is how it ends that's where my mind's going with these motherfuckers of the lions that are walking by me yo wherever y'all live time to move time to move i'm gone bye Bye. Try that. What is it? Canada? I think it's Canada or, or Antarctica, maybe. They uh, they were saying that, yeah, oh, yeah, sometimes you just walk down the street and uh, a polar bear is walking. It's got to be like Antarctica or something. Or Alaska. Maybe it's Alaska. And I don't think it's a polar bear. I'm, again, I'm showing my knowledge. Um, yeah, they'll be like, oh, yeah, sometimes you walk down the street and a bear walking down. You're like, move then. <laughs> time to move because me i'm not gonna stroll out of whole foods with my yerba mates and my lean ground beefs and take a having myself a positive day take a left and be staring down a bear bears are my favorite animals don't want to meet one in the middle of the road time to move bye next um next thing's next I don't know why it won't stay up. Uh, Lil Uzi Vert says that he is done with music. Little Uzi Vert, sir, for that, we thank you. Thanks. Because guess what? You trash? Garbage? Bad music? Not talented as far as being a rapper? Guess what? Eh, don't care. Bye. You can take Lil Xan and Lil Pump and all these other Lils with you. Take them. I think Lil Xan said he's gone too, thank God. But, again. <laughs> um, one that I was going to touch on, kind of left it alone, didn't write it down, saw it again. Logan freaking Paul got himself in trouble again because he said he thinks he... He'll go gay for the month of February and the LGBTQ community is all pissy at him because you don't choose to go gay. It's either who you are or not. The one and only be better I have. Logan Paul, first off, dude, be better. Come on. Come on. Like, you know, you've already been in trouble multiple times with uh, you recorded yourself 
in the uh, in the suicide forest while you were in Japan. You got shit for that one. He did something else that got himself in trouble. And, and then you come out and, like, guys, again, Logan Paul's, his whole thing is he has the audience he has because he says outlandish shit and gets himself in trouble. Again, no one's going to come to his house and fight him or sue him or harm him in any facet for saying these things he's we're going to talk about him on the internet which is going to send more traffic to his sites which gets him paid more he's not getting in trouble no one's no one's grounding logan paul for saying these things but logan paul fucking be better dude come on like you know that people are going to get upset again you're not actually going to do it are you really going to start dating a guy and doing the things that you would do in a homosexual relationship for the month of February? If you are, hey, then I think they should apologize because you're willing to take the take the road. Maybe you've got part of, you know, maybe that is a part of who you are. And then the LGBTQ community should apologize because they assumed you and they assumed everything you were about. So, dude, you better either come with it or shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Stop saying things just to be outlandish. You're old enough now. Again, I know that's how you make money. Make money on being a quality human being. Never thought of that. Make money on being someone who contributes to the world. Ever thought of that. And again, I know you're contributing entertainment, but make it quality entertainment. Try. Be better. Guys, that's going to be the episode. I have no idea how long we've been going. Um, I, I'm guessing we're somewhere around 45 minutes to an hour. That's going to wrap up this episode. Please continue to subscribe to the YouTube channel, Cam Williamson Official. We I revamped it. I'm still working to make it even better. Go check that out. Subscribe. Hit the bell. You'll be notified every time that we go live or a new video goes live. Instagram at Cam Williamson Official. Hit up um, anywhere that you listen on SoundCloud. Make sure you're downloading these, hitting the like button. It helps me out on iTunes. Subscribe, write a review. That really, really helps me out. Not even just hitting the stars, but writing out a, a physical review really, really helps me out. It means a lot. And don't forget, you can always send in stuff for this show. If you have topics you want to hear me talk about, you have questions, you have anything, Send it to Road the Number Two Redemption. You can see it right back here. Road the Number Two Redemption Podcast at gmail.com or hit me up on the DMs at Cam Williamson Official on Instagram. And with that, have a great week. Happy Monday. Love you all so much. And remember, you're a motherfucking badass. <laughs>